You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said... Let's get this episode started. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of From Shadows Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove. With me is Judge Grove. No. Ha, ha, ha. The judge. How's the judge. it going? Hey, I'm doing great. We're in an exciting location. This is something uh, breaking ground for us today. Breaking ground. Breaking okay. ground. It's better than the usual breaking wind. Yes. But also with us, <laughs> kind of off mic, is the super producer, Jason. Greetings, everybody. <laughs> now, our super du- producer is a little hamstrung tonight. We're uh, we're in some tight confines, so we got a little location. bit of, We're on location. We're on location. When you're on location, you have to be prepared for anything, so we are. And so we have uh, wrangled ourselves someone to come to the mic. Yeah, since our since uh, this is we're doing a favor by doing a podcast for our good buddy, Chris Hahn. And as usual, he's late. So we got to go ahead and start the podcast. And we've got a much more dynamic and interesting guest to start out with. Absolutely. Tim, would you like to introduce yourself to the to the 
thousands, thousands out there, all right. close to millions That's of right. listeners all over the world. Not no pressure, including yeah. Iceland. We have and a big potentially. <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm I'm Tim Salzgiver. I'm the general manager at Cinemark 14 in Ontario, Ohio, and I'm happy everybody's here tonight to see Wrong Turn. Yes, Wrong Turn. You want to talk about the, uh, the Wrong movie? Turn? Yeah, this is a this is an interesting take on the Wrong Turn genre. We got some hikers that are sitting out on the Appalachian Trail, and they trespass onto the land of a group called the Foundation. The Foundation. The Foundations, a group of what I would, well, from what you see from the movie, some some backwoods super patriots that that <laughs> had backwoods super patriots who have a interesting take on life. And what they're doing out there, and you know, these young teenagers, college students are told, don't trespass on these lands because people don't come back. And just, just like always, kids don't. They don't listen to what they're told. So, so we got Tim here. Yeah, we got. And, yeah, and, so, and so, 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 set the stage here. We're here. There's a, it's a premiere. It's the premiere, right? The Ohio premiere of Wrong Turn, the foundation. That's right. that one of our one of the stars is Chris Han. Yep. Who we're still waiting on? Um, these big time A list actors—they yeah, always do these D list actors. <laughs> he's waiting. Always. He's waiting for his entourage. Always yeah, waiting. he's being fashionably late. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have yeah. the paparazzi up here. Yeah, They're the waiting to take Chris's <laughs> picture. But but Tim has been so gracious to not only welcome us here, but he's going to talk about maybe what's going on here at the theater because th- this is the first. I haven't been back in a theater since. Since COVID hit, I know the judge said you have. I've been back. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm an avid movie goer. Avid so, movie goer. so uh, I'm one of those people, you know, I don't want to watch the movie on a streaming service. I want to get out. I want to be in the theater. I want to get the full effect. You I, just like the popcorn. I love the popcorn. And Tim, the goobers. Oh, popcorn's <laughs> fantastic. But, you know, also I have a dog. That harasses the absolute heck out of me <laughs> when I'm trying to watch me. And so, so get rid of the dog. No, I okay. have to share my popcorn with him. So every time I eat a piece of popcorn, he gets a piece of popcorn. Oh, Don't get rid of the dog. He won't come here then. No, keep the dog. Keep the dog. So yeah. So so Tim, how how is the movie business going, and how are you guys easing back in and and welcoming people back into the theater experience? Well, first of all, I want to say we're open. <laughs> I get calls every day. Are you open? Yeah, we've been open since August. 21st we've been open and i get people calling all the time Are you guys open yeah we're open um our hours have cut back a lot we're only open 12 to 8 saturdays and sundays 5 to 8 on fridays and during the week one of the few theaters in our chain that's open during the week we're only open 6 to 8 though but but we're hanging in there we're hanging in there and we got um, everybody calls and asks what is our ppe here um every other row is blocked off whenever you sit like you have two people or eight people in your group we, we automatically block off seats to your left and your right so there's nobody around you so and we wash everything down we every half hour we're doing the bathrooms we have a a plan to keep everything covid safe here so please come back guys have fun come oh, back to the movie without so. and and i can't strongly say enough get out and support your local theaters yeah i mean yeah, if movies they're not going to be no they're, they're not going to be it. in existence and you know movies have always played an important part in in my life as grover's you know life yep and there's just something magical about going into a theater and watching a movie and and as we grew up as kids and i'll ask tim this um we used to go to the drive-in all the time 
Yeah. You know, the drive-in theater was was the where you went, and and, and I you, remember you know a movie I saw at the drive-in that Tim's got the Jaw shirt got on. Got the Jaw shirt, on. so we know he's a movie guy. So yeah. do you so, remember this? So remember this. Remember Tri City Drive-in out here. Cyrus. They yeah. used to have the triple feature, and you could go and watch movies all night long. And I was just a young kid, like little kid. My family take the van out, and I could always make it through the first two. And I'd fall asleep in the back, you know, and then the sun would be up when we go home. But the interesting thing was a guy by the name of uh, Olin Martin owned the Tri-City Drive, and he also owned Cassano's Pizza in oh, Cyrus. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite piece of all time. But there for a while, he was showing family features on the A screen, <laughs> and on the B screen was adult triple X movies. <laughs> and so... Callion was the same way. I remember that. <laughs> so, the same thing. So we would go to watch the double feature, and... Uh, we would want to go to the concession stand because we were been concession. And so my mom would walk with me and my brother with her hands over our eyes oh, so we could not see what's going on. <laughs> so we're, we're watching Swamp Thing, and um, I'm sitting here, you know, I'm enthralled with the Swamp Thing, you know what I mean? And I look <laughs> over, and my dad has turned the side mirror <laughs> this way, and he's sitting there watching, the, watching it. Pre-show. All the pre-shows coming on. Yeah. All the pre-show. So we have some some background music. <laughs> he's got a little background music. <laughs> a little waka waka waka. Yeah. He's turning. Yeah, he's turning it down for me. So, so my mom freaks out, and just literally comes from her seat in the van and attacks him. The popcorn that we had bought goes everywhere. <laughs> And my dad's like, "Hey, I'll I'll go get some more." <laughs> oh, my dad, my dad, oh, bless his heart. When I was nine, we used to watch these old Humphrey Bogart, James Cagney, gangster movies when I was a kid, and I got into film because of that. I started with the gangster movies, and I got in. You know, when I went when I went to college, I got into foreign films, Truffaut, and all that. But when I was twelve, my dad took me to the Sunset. Bless his heart. We sat through all five. I did all five of the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, because so, they had a Planet of the Apes thing, and Dad was out by the second one. But I stayed up till five in the morning watching oh. all of them because because I'm an apes freak. I am. That's Planet classic. Apes, Would have been thing. an awesome night, yeah. right? Yeah, that yeah. Is it, it was. It was cool. So here's a question. Here's a trivia question. Yeah. I remember the first movie that I saw in an actual movie theater went down to Marion because uh, that was the closest movie theater. The very first movie I ever saw was Star Wars. Ooh. Star Wars. I think the first one I saw was Superman. Oh. And I had to sit in the front row. Oh. Abby Cyrus. And I mean, I, you know, I didn't feel so Superman. First one I saw, <laughs> this is horrible, but I was 12 and my cousin, who was a teenager at the time, took me to the Madison Theater downtown. I'm old, guys. I'm 61. So I got a lot of, I got way back. Yeah. But we saw this Ita horrible Italian movie. Puss in Boots, and then some guy was in this bad cat costume, you know, <laughs> oh, playing Puss in Boots. And, I, and then I always thought, I, I, I must have had a dream or something, but I saw it on TCM like six years ago. So it's out there. It's an Italian oh, it's movie. You know yeah. what, though? Puss in Boots. Speaking yeah. of Chris Hahn, that might be a great remake <laughs> yes. for him. So, Jason, tell us the first movie theater that you ever was in. What movie did you see? Well, the first one I remember was the um, uh, Jaws. And I also remember when... Uh, my mom and dad took me to go see King Kong, the one with Kurt oh, yeah. Russell. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. All right. I, I, well, I remember when I was 17, I worked at a at the mall. There was a supermarket there called 
Fazio's. You guys don't yes. remember? Do you remember oh, Fazio's? And yeah. I, I worked there, and I was a young kid, and it was uh, they had this midnight show happening at the mall theater behind there. It's, it was the first night for it. We never heard of it, so we all went down to the midnight show and saw the first day we saw Star Wars. And it changed my whole life. I mean, oh, it's, yeah, you know, uh-huh. it's like we didn't know what this was. We saw Star Wars the first night. It was awesome. Yeah, I never. I think Star Wars night. changed everybody's life. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, so, I think so, so then one of the next movies that I saw, because we still went to the drive-in, was I had a foster sister that had uh, that stayed with us, and she was a very pretty girl, and she she uh, competed in Miss Teen Ohio, and she made it to the final ten. So you're there all day. So we got a bunch of time to kill. So like, you guys go do something. So we said we're going to go watch a movie. And so we go up to the theater. So it's me, my brother, her boyfriend, and my mom. And there's they go to this little theater in Columbus, and there was only two movies you could pick from. The Urban Cowboy with John Travolta. Or Blue Lagoon. Or Cheech and Chong <laughs> up in smoke. <laughs> so I, I'm this kid. I go, we don't know. I didn't want to see it. Time was like, I don't want to see the Urban Cowboy. So my mom goes and watches Urban Cowboy. We go in, watch Cheech and Chong. And I'll never forget this. And thing. that changed your life. It did. <laughs> because the very stuff. first, listen, the very first trailer that came on for that movie was Caddyshack. Oh, oh my God. That was the Classic. first trailer that, that came on. So, so, what was the worst movie you ever saw? Oh, God. I mean, it's hard. But. I really hope it's not wrong term. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> the worst I, I, movie listen, I, ever saw. I can I can, the worst movie that I ever had to sit through the whole time was Dune. Okay? I absolutely Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Not here. the new one coming out. No, no, no. The Dune was staying and yeah. all that. Oh, okay. oh, it was awful. Cause we used to do a a movie night as a family on New Year's Eve. Cause that that was my my mom. I and dad's can tell you what the, the worst movie I ever seen. And then it the was one, in this theater. And the one I walked out of was Jojo Dancer, Your Life is Calling. Yeah, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, yeah. who you go in, you think. Now, I was in high school. I thought, man, it's going to be great, Richard Pryor. Right. Like, it was terrible. I mean, but I mean, I could go yeah. back now, probably. Worst movie, worst movie I, I, I ever saw that I thought was going to be a good movie was in this theater Universal Soldier The Return. Oh, now, see, you just helped me because my worst movie I ever saw was a movie called. Knockoff that starred John Claude Van Damme and Rob Schneider. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. I don't oh. know if you ever heard of it so, or not, but it, yeah. So here's yeah, the thing: that was a bad. Movie. Wouldn't it be just John Claude Van Damme <laughs> telling Rob Schneider to knock it off well, the whole time? Well, 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 well here, here's the plot off. of the movie: they were um, they were There's smuggling a a plastic plot. explosives and jeans on the buttons of the jeans. That's where the plastic explosives were on your jeans on, oh on my the God. jean button. So they were smuggling jeans over. With plastic explosive. Did you actually see that movie? I couldn't sit through the whole thing. <laughs> I wish so, I didn't. So here's the thing. So Universal Soldier of the Return, my brother and I, we were lawyers, and we just we, we were just burnt out. It's like, let's just go to a movie, a matinee. We come here. It's me, him, and some lady. Okay? And she's sitting up behind us. Ten minutes in the movie, I hear her say, this sucks. Gets up, walks <laughs> out. So it's just me and my brother. And I'm like, Man, this is really bad. He's like, yeah, but what else are we gonna do? So, so, so we watched it. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. You, you always have to watch it because you hope it gets better. Yeah, maybe it gets better. better but, you know, I mean, yeah. first of all, any movie with Jean Claude, there's going to be at least some good kung fu. You know, I want to see some good kung fu. You know, like Bloodsport. I mean, Bloodsport was fantastic. If that's your genre of mm. film, I loved it. But no, it it did not get any better. But 
as usual, the popcorn was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters, really. Well, Listen. you know, we have a thing now called Pack-A-Pop. For $10, you get this carry-out to go, and it gets three tubs of popcorn for 10 bucks. Well, what? Yeah, Holy moly. Yeah. Carry-out only. You can't buy, bring it in. So, so be, before this pandemic, I sold one in a year. During, after we came back, we sell 20 a week. I mean, we can't keep on. So you can just show up and get the theater popcorn. Get popcorn and go, and home. go home, yeah. And, you know, go home and watch what you want to watch. Now, speaking of, yeah. um, and, and we've talked about movies that are getting pushed back, and that's a big thing. But one movie that's not getting pushed back that I'm super excited on, the trailer just came out, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes. Godzilla versus really? King Kong. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm waiting on I'm that one myself. I'm on that. Yeah. So... When when are we going to see Godzilla versus King? March King? March it comes out. I think March twenty fifth. I, I think will. it's it's on HBO Max too. But you don't want to see it on HBO. No, Max. why would you no, want to watch no, that no, movie on HBO the local Max? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I was going to watch some French film or something, maybe I'd watch it on that, and then I'd share my popcorn with my dog. <laughs> I, I now I'm looking for. I'm really disappointed uh, for the new Ghostbusters. That's oh, what that, I'm that's looking intrigued. forward to. I am intrigued. I mean, I was really bummed. Uh, you know. The one I'm waiting for is Black Widow because Scarlett Johansson. I just nah. her, her, her and red hair. I'm sorry, I watch anything she <laughs> you does. Don't she can even do a remind of knockoff, and I'll she watch. She could come right over <laughs> here knockoff. and kick Jason right in the face, <laughs> and I wouldn't. I wouldn't help him. <laughs> she could literally. She could just strangle him out right here, and I'll just sit there and watch. Yep, I agree. Probably let her do it. Too. Now let me ask you something. <laughs> I got to ask you something. Yeah. So I know this is a family show. Well, sometimes your choice. Scarlett Johansson, Gail Godot. Ah. Who? You're gonna. The answer is gonna be. And they both listen. You know what? They the both answer, listen. So I already you, know what his answer is. Me, it's gonna be yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, I'm partial to redheads, so you know, I go with Scarlett. Scarlett. Okay, this is what it's about, folks. We're alive at the theater. So <laughs> don't the don't theater. feel that there's something strange going on. We're, we're having a good time. We wish you well, go so I can turn the sound down. Sounds good. All right, so now we're back after a slight, some slight technical difficulties, and guess who limped into the theater? <laughs> the star of oh, of I'm, Wrong Turn. No, not the not foundation. The star. Well, nah. it, look, look. For this purposes, you are the for this star. purpose, yes. But for, for the most mil- purposes, no. For the, how many people get to to star in a big movie? Not uh, very many. Not very many. Not very many. Not very many. Less than one percent of the population of the world. Maybe. Mm. So, so everybody, all of our listeners now that you know, Tim was gracious enough to sit in since Chris was late. We need to have Tim on as a yeah, guest sometime. He's fantastic. But Chris Hahn has finally joined us <laughs> to actually fun. talk about why we're here about the about, about the movie, turn. the Ohio turn. premiere of the Ohio premiere wrong turn. Wrong turn. Exactly. Yeah. So, without further ado, Chris, what's this movie about? Yeah, this talk movie to is about movie. a group of kids, like every other horror movie. Yes. They happen to travel into the woods, and they're told numerous times not to go off the path. The Appalachian Don't, Trail. Appalachian Trail. Don't go off the path. Don't go off the path. Well, the one kid says he knows of a Civil War um, graveyard. So they go off the path, and they get lost. And way, way, way up in the mountains, there's an Appalachian community. And they don't come down to the to the town folk. The town folk don't go into the woods. They kind of leave each other alone. Once a certain mishap happens, which you'll see, um, it's on. 
It's on. And then it's you on. play. I play Samuel. Samuel is one of the leaders of the Appalachian people. And um, the mishap actually happens to me. So my character in the movie is not... I've only got two scenes in it, but my scene is reenacted throughout the whole movie because what happens to me puts these young kids on trial in front of this Appalachian community. The foundation. The foundation. And um, they give them a ruling, which you'll see in the movie. And um, so basically a friend of mine, and you guys had him on your podcast before, Gary Jones, always told me, that it doesn't matter how small your part is, as long as your part is a movie moment. And this, my character in the movie, is the movie moment because it's replayed over and over and over. And if it wasn't for whatever happened to me, none of this other stuff. None of this other stuff. So this is the watershed star of pretty much the star of Wrong Turn, the foundation. No, Matthew Modine's the the star. Matthew Modine. Okay. Matthew Modine's the star. So now I could be wrong about this, and if I am, correct me on this. But was there some other person that they had pegged to play the role of Samuel? And no. Then, no, I was. So they knew you were well, the Well, a buddy guy. of mine that actually lived in Mansfield, Dave Hutchinson. Dave okay. Hutchinson is a stuntman out in L.A., and he's done numerous things. And he's friends with the stunt coordinator. His name was uh, T.J. White. And he said, there's because they had to hire so many local to be able to reach the budget and to get the tax incentive right. in the state of Ohio. Right. So, so where t- was this shot? This was shot in Hocking Hills, Cincinnati, okay. down along the Ohio yes. River. Okay. Right. And um, so that explains why you got the part over Vin Diesel. Vin, I, thought, well, Vin Diesel. I thought it was. I thought it was because you were more bald, more handsome. Vin Diesel kill, clean my trailer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, that was because Chris your bowel Han movements that are that, fast and furious. <laughs> That was, nice. that was Chris that, Hahn that said that, said that, Vin Diesel, Mr. Diesel. Chime in, Mr. Diesel. This is going to be like the, the time when Peter Griffin said that he bit. could beat up Liam Neeson. And you're going to be, some, you're gonna be somewhere on a I think you know, Vin Diesel's going to show up and say, hey. The funny thing was I, I auditioned for Witch Hunter, and the casting director told me when I did the um, audition for Witch Hunter, there was a, a fight scene where I played one of the bodyguards, and the casting director looked at me and said, you're probably not going to get the part. And I said, okay. He goes, because Vin Diesel doesn't like people in his movie that are bigger than him. Vin Diesel's probably 5'11", 220. I'm 6'2", right. 260. By the way, that was you know? a good movie. Witch Hunter was a good movie. Yeah, Witch Hunter was a decent movie. Yeah. So there was a part where, where he's ushered into him and he, and he gives the guy a kick in the back and drops him over. Um, that's the part that I auditioned for. Um, but I didn't get the part, which is understandable. I mean, you got to go with what the stars what you know i mean that's i got it. which is why we waited 40 minutes for the star to get here which is why to... he didn't get the he didn't get the role in benjamin button because because brad pitt's character when he was all made up looking like an old man didn't want chris to look just as bad brad pitt's okay. just a little better looking than me too. just a little so so um so for all of our our listeners i want to ask you this about horror movies cuz i'm assuming our listeners like horror movies, like scary right. movies. Sure. So, does it ever creep you out while you're shooting a horror movie? No, because usually movie? I play on the side of the creep side. Usually I play the the creepy guy or the monster or the serial killer. But does like or the, the blood, stalker. does like the blood and the guts and stuff like ever like 
seep into your like psyche there and start you not really st- not really so you really because i'm pretty deranged as it is you've known me all my life i mean i'm pretty deranged as well there's it been is. some movies yeah. where you've gotten killed pretty badly yeah. so yeah. The, the prosthetics and all that stuff well like the movie inoperable which right. is on amazon oh, Prime yeah. Right now. Yeah, yeah i get my throat slit well they put um prosthetic neck gear on and they ran two tubes up my back and they covered it with like a skin colored putty the slit and when i propped my head back they ran this fluid through the tubes, which spurted out all over and stuff. So I've, and plus I'm really good friends with Bob Kurtzman, who's a special effects genius. Yeah. And I've been to his shop and I've seen a lot of the stuff that he does. So at first I was like, yeah, that's kind of gross, but you kind of get used to it. So even, so even seeing yourself get your throat slit doesn't, it doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother you at all. Well, let me ask you this. Your family members, when they see you on screen getting your throat slit, does that bother them? My family members aren't much horror fans. They, they stand up and cheer. They stand up and cheer. Finally. Yeah. Finally, somebody yeah. put him in his place. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. So for those for those listeners, Chris is not only an actor, he's a stunt man and a former professional wrestler. Yes. So Jack of all trades, master of none. Which, by, oh, the, <laughs> which, by the way... Uh, I think so, you've mastered not somebody, having a real job for a long so time. The, so, <laughs> so I'm going to have you tell the story. I'll have you tell the story about wrestling The Undertaker okay. and what happened because our mutual friend David Wade sent me a clip of The Undertaker on, I think maybe he was on Joe Rogan, talking about the first time he wrestled. Oh, I can't remember who he wrestled. But they did to him. Oh, Oh, because we're working on the movie for um, Bruiser Brody. Right. What Bruiser Brody did to him was similar to what he did to you. Well, so you tell you tell the story, and then I'll tell what Bruiser Brody did. The first match I ever had in my wrestling career was against the Road Warriors, and that was in Rochester, New York. And then the next night, I was in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I wrestled The Undertaker. And The Undertaker, at the time, I was like 220, and I was 20 years old. Um, that's 30 years ago. And... Uh, so he ended up beating me, he gave me the tombstone pile driver, drove me headfirst into the mat, and then he puts you in a body bag. And he zips I've seen you up. this on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's he, on YouTube. And he zips you up, and then not him not telling me, he climbs to the top rope and drops a leg off the drop top rope and boots me right in the jaw. And I didn't know it was coming. So I'm just sitting there, you know, kind of nonchalant, waiting for them to drag me out. And they need to do a funeral procession into the back. And I think my jaw got dislocated because the night before I got hit by Road Warrior Hawk, he punched me and dislocated my jaw. And he goes, I went into the locker room and my, I couldn't talk because my jaw was out of whack. And he goes, this is going to hurt more now than it did when I hit you. And he goes, I apologize for it. And he put it back into place. Oh, Jesus <laughs> And I tell you what, the next night I got a boot dropped on my jaw from The Undertaker. and But he was very apologetic, but that... I probably should have known because I should have done my homework and watched what he did, but I didn't. I just kind of went out there willy-nilly and took an ass whooping. Well, well for, for, for people who are fans of professional wrestling, and, and I was watching an interview with Roddy Piper, and one of the things that he – the big riff he had with, with Vince McMahon was the things were too choreographed. And that, that if you're a professional wrestler, you didn't need a script. They'd tell you what the, what the result they wanted to be. And then you're a professional wrestler. You just go out and you, and you wrestle and you entertain. Sure. And so, like, harkening back, like, how much time did you have to work? Not much. With the, with the Undertaker on how the match was going to go? Well, you go back in the locker room and you sit down and you have five minutes. And he says, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to come out. You're going to run at me. Um, 
I'm going to catch you in the mouth with a boot. So he lifts his leg and I take a backdrop. Then he goes, I'm going to pick you up, scoop you in, give you a big clothesline. Then I'm going to lift you back up and you're going to walk the ropes because he used to walk the ropes. And when he grab onto my hand, I would basically guide him. Now, if I wanted to be a real ass, I could let go. But you don't want to do that because he's the world champion, you know. And then he comes off and he gives you a big elbow and he picks you up. I mean, the match was only two minutes, three minutes. I mean, it wasn't much. But but I, I think what people people would think is that, and what Roddy Piper was complaining about was that people think that everything you guys done, you practice, you went over it. it it's like a dance. It's almost it's like going and watching a dance. It's not. And that was the thing that Roddy Piper was mad about. He's like, listen, I'm a professional entertainer. You don't need to tell me everything to do. You sure. tell me what the end result's going to be. We'll go out and we'll wrestle for 20, 30 minutes and we'll entertain and we'll give you the result. You, I'm, I'm a professional. You don't have to tell me. Well, see, like when I wrestled Scott Hall, I wrestled Scott Hall in his tryout match. And if you watch the Scott Hall um, documentary on the uh, WWF Network, you'll see my tryout match on there. Oh, and, oh really? And he said... I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. Just be loose. Don't tense up on me. Go with it. If I go to give you a hip toss, go with it. If I go to pick you up, go with it. He goes, because I don't know. When I get out there, I just go. I don't know what I'm going to do till that moment. So, Which so we, I think is an element that people just didn't understand. Right. How good you guys really were yeah. at entertaining. Right. I mean, that that's how good you guys really were at doing this. Well, when, we do the, when we do the training schools, they teach you to be... I mean, this is as hard as I touch you the whole time I'm in the ring, which basically I'm just laying my hand on your shoulder. That's it. You know? Really? Yeah. When you do the test of strength and you interlock the fingers and uh, drive yeah. you to the ground and stuff, I'm grabbing you no harder than this. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, don't think people would ever it, dream no, that. No. No. Or when I get when someone kicks me in the stomach, it's my job to sell it and make it look like it's the toughest kick in the world. Right. That's my job. So like when Hulk I, Hogan would get would get put in a sleeper right. and, and was getting choked out, right. he's, there's no pressure. No on pressure him. at all. Giving away <laughs> but the But he's secret. selling it. Selling it. You got to sell it. So, See, so that, that's the easiest thing for me converting into the stunts work. I was just going to say that. Is, is, that, is when yeah. I started doing stunt work, um, there's three things you got to learn or four things you got to learn how to be a good stuntman. You got to know how to throw a punch. You got to know how to throw a kick. You know how to take a punch, take a kick, and you got to sell and you got to fall. And that's everything about professional wrestling. Right. So when you talk to a stunt coordinator, some of these big stunt coordinators, they say the best people to work with are ex-pro wrestlers because they're good at taking direction. They're good at selling a punch. They're good at selling a kick. They're good at giving a kick. Mm-hmm. They're good at, you know, you know, they're good at taking falls. So who are some of the, for our listeners out there, who are some of the we call famous actors, A-list actors that you've worked with either as an actor or doing stunt work with? Well, I worked with Ewan McGregor. I had a fight scene with Ewan McGregor and Miles Ahead, the Miles Ahead Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Um, I played Don, uh, John Travolta's bodyguard in Criminal Activities, where I really didn't do any stunts, and I, I was more of the presence behind him. Um, I worked with, I just did a movie with, Dwayne Johnson. I played a Russian prison guard in a movie called Red Notice, which Dwayne, comes out on... Dwayne Johnson's The Rock, by the way. Which okay. <laughs> so, comes out so, on Netflix. Uh, comes coming up Netflix? soon. Okay. Um, in about a week and a half, two weeks, right here at this theater, um, I play a prison guard in a movie called Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, okay. Which is coming out really soon, which is already being put up for... Oscar and Academy Awards. I've heard that. And all right. I've heard that. Um, I did some stunt driving in Tom Holland's movie coming out called Cherry. Yep. Um, 
So we're going to have to break because the movie's about to start. All right. And then afterwards, we can discuss it wide open, and you guys can ask me whatever you guys want about the movie. All right, so now we're back after watching Wrong Turn, The Foundation. Judge, Chris, Jason, what do you guys think? I got to be honest with you, I'm blown away. It's the best Wrong Turn movie they've done. Acting's great, directing's great, scenery. I mean, it's really good. I'd say get out and see it. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I love that Appalachian scenery. And uh, it was. It was a very good movie. I like the twist of getting away from the cannibals and getting into uh, having a little something different, not to give anything away. But uh, those wrong turn fans will understand uh, the reference to the cannibals. So, uh, <laughs> well, Jay, Jason's a big fan of, uh, of banjos and... Uh, Oh yeah, and, and uh, he squeals like a pig sometimes. Squeals like a pig. <laughs> so when he like says he likes that Appalachia, by God, he does. I think the the thing that I liked is is this is the wrong turn that has a storyline to it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, a very good storyline. And there's twists and turns that keep you kind of on your seat. Yeah. Um, a lot of stunts. The the log rolling down the hill, which that's all I'm going to say. Is pretty amazing. I know that the stunt doubles that played the um, the kids, they had to fall down that hill like nine times before they got it right. Um, and I'm buddies. And there's a scene where a kid gets dragged across the field by a chain wrapped around his ankle. And my buddy Johnny Yurko played stunt doubled the. Uh, you'll see the kid in the all blue, dark haired, and. Um, he had to do it like six or seven times. Now, I understand that you're all padded up and all this and that, but going 60 mile an hour across a field, and it was being dragged by a three-wheeler. So uh, they tapped <laughs> onto a three-wheeler, and they took him across. And we practice all that stuff in our, our stunt workshops. Like, we'll go up to Cleveland, and one day we'll spend all day working on getting dragged across the field. And then we practice car hits. We practice falling off buildings. Sounds like a day at the post office. We talking about down the stairs. I mean. um, but no, I uh, I play the one. Um, I don't know if you call them cannibals, but the foundation members. And if you if you watch it, the bigger your horns are on your on your skull masks, the more power you have in the community. And uh, I was. I played the character of one of the, the leader's sons. and Samuel, you were Samuel. Samuel yeah. yeah. Yeah, or they called him Elkhead. You must have you been know? pretty powerful there. And then uh, <laughs> I get I get a nice bash and take a face plant right into the dirt. And it was a one-time shot, so the, like the stunt coordinator was pretty man. happy. Yeah. And the pro wrestling helped me out on that, I guess you'd say. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's, not, it's not that easy to, to just dead fall on your face. No, not really. I mean, Especially a- when you have a mask on and you really don't know where you're going. You know, because those masks, they have clips underneath to hold them on your head. But when I fell forward, it started to slide down. Now, is it true that you drive around Mansfield with that mask on quite a bit? Well, (laughs) yeah, I get it. I'm stunned. I don't know what to say on that. (laughs) Well, let me let me ask you in that mask. Did you have any type of padding? Yes. Okay. It was like a. Like a baseball helmet, you know, you have the padding on like a, on a batter's helmet. Right. You had right. the padding on the inside of it, yes. Okay. Kind of like a, kind right. like a catcher's mask. Yeah, kind of. 
But the thing, what happened was when I took a plant, I caught one of the horns, which hooked up under the eye and cut me across the top of the forehead. Oh, man, that brings back the old wrestling days right there. Yeah, pretty much does, yeah. But uh, all in all, I think you're really going to enjoy Wrong Turn, the foundation, because it puts a whole new twist on the Wrong Turn series. Absolutely, it does. And And for a horror movie... It has a really good story, really believable right. story. Right. Even as unbelievable as it is, it's still something that you could, you know, kind of wrap relate. your mind well, around. Well, not relate to, but yeah. it, you can, it can happen. I don't know if you've ever been on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, no, but, but I. But, there's yeah. a lot, a lot of woods yeah. up there. Who knows? And it's up got there. just enough horror for horror fans, mm-hmm. you know, for horror fans. But it's not gratuitous to where it's. It's not a slasher. Yeah, it's not no. a slasher no. film. I met my fiance a... on the Appalachian Trail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's your sister? <laughs> I don't know. Just checking. Just checking. So I'm telling you, uh, this is a great movie. I encourage uh, people to go out and see this. Oh, yeah. We really enjoyed it, and I personally think it's one of the best in the series. Oh, it's the best. In the series. Yeah. So I like to. Uh... So so how long is it? How long is it going to be in theaters, and then where can people well, see it? from what I was told, um, it's going to be on all the streaming channels except for Netflix. Okay. Um, and I don't know if it's going to do any more theatrical release, but I know the 23rd of February it comes out on DVD. Okay. Um, and I think it also comes out in the streaming networks on, on the 23rd. Now, I think it's going to be a Amazon original, so you won't have to pay for it. Which would be cool. Okay. Um, and so it's going to come out on Amazon on uh, February? Am- Am- Amazon 20, uh, on the 23rd of February, on from February what I understand. Okay. Nice. And it'll be on Voodoo and all those where you can rent it. But I th- also think it's probably going to be on HBO Max, maybe, or some of those other streaming channels. You know, I'm not 100%. I know for a fact it's going to be on Amazon Prime. That sounds good. Okay. Uh, before I'm gone, I'd like to thank... Mike Nelson for allowing me to be in the project. Um, I'd also like to thank TJ White, who was the stunt coordinator, for um, letting me play one of the inbreds that <laughs> takes a face plant. No, but trusting me to do the job that he wanted me to do, and he told me I nailed it. And uh, so, as long as well, I make him I, happy, I, nobody plays an inbred quite like you. Thanks. I, I got to be honest. So. With you, I think that's a big misnomer from watching the movie. That sure. There's there's absolutely no evidence that anybody was inbred. Right. Exactly. I mean, no <laughs> evidence of that at all. I mean, and there's no evidence that, that there's I believe Chris is evidence that there's yeah, inbred. You know, what are you talking about? But what I'm saying is, from from a take on the movie, there there is there is at least an argument that the bad guys in this are really the good guys. Exactly right. I mean, there's and the good guys are the bad guys Mm -hmm. because it's a matter of perspective of of how you're looking at the world, and and the foundation is this group of people who basically became separatists because they knew things were going bad. I mean, and they literally lived a utopian society. And there was some foreshadowing in the movie when the um, when the boyfriend of Jen they're laying in bed. Yeah, Darius. Darius, and he says, you know, I I want to be in a community where. Where you know everybody works and you everybody shares. That, I, huh? picked, I mean, it's complete foreshadowing. I'm like, well, that's a piece of foreshadowing. But then, yeah, he was perfectly at home with that. So, right. So you have to look mm-hmm. at, you know, who's really the bad guy in this. Now, of course, anybody gets caught trespassing up there, they poke your eyes out and throw you in a, in a cave. But hey, it turned you into a cannibal. A lot of people that. do that 
anyway, just outside of town, if you got a Christmas. <laughs> hey, I, I want to say something also that the the heroine was great in this movie. You gotta you gotta give her credit for that. Well, you know, you really don't realize until you you see the interviews after after that she's British. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, she completely she didn't have an accent her boyfriend, and her boyfriend is French or something. Right. I mean, he's not. He, you know. Yeah. Right. So, That's it, why it, it's called acting. Yeah. So, exactly. So. Exactly. Well, so four thumbs up, three thumbs up, and, and you don't count, Chris, because you, I give a big toe up. How about big that? Toe. Big toe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, so a uh, big thank you to Chris Hahn. For, I appreciate yeah, you guys for, having me on, and yeah. and Tim from Cinemark Theaters for yep. arranging this. Get out, watch your movies, and yeah. and if go you, see Chris Hahn not only in this movie, but Chris oh, has got yeah. a whole catalog. Go to IMDb, see Thanks. him in some other stuff. Um, and, February twelfth. Um, I know for a fact, February twelfth. Right back here at Cinemark, they are going to do a, I think it's a one-night screening of Judas and the Black Messiah, where I play prison guard. My my scene is, is kind of controversial, but um, it's a pretty important scene for the movie. And then on the same night, it also premieres on HBO Max. I know that. Sweet. So Sweet. Look, for, look forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, so that'll actually yeah. come out before, before Wrong Turn. What's that? That'll oh, no, actually, yeah, that'll actually come out before we're on turn. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, so yeah. from the, uh, the the family of from the Shadows podcast, say thank you, Chris. Thank you, oh, Tim. Thank you. thank you for Cinemark Theaters, and go out and support your local movie theaters. Watch Wrong Turn this morning. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you guys for having <laughs> me. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>